0: Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. One of the most stressful things about a Mother's Day can be getting your children dressed. Whether there are too many clothes or your child has lots of opinions, it can be tough. But it really doesn't have to be. Today, I bring you my conversation with Rochelle Crawford about how to minimize your child's wardrobe. Getting ready in the morning will be easier and more streamlined as you won't have to wade through worn out, too small or stained clothing for them to find something to wear. It may seem like an exhausting process, but the end result will be of huge benefit. What a sense of relief you'll feel when this area is finally tackled. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is really the best way you can help this podcast succeed and grow. I also have a special announcement. If you are listening to this on its original air date on March 16th, today is the official release date of my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity. I'm so excited to finally share this book with you, and I just appreciate everyone that has pre ordered so far. Thank you to everyone who has shared the book thus far. And thank you for being excited about it with me. And just thank you for all your love and support along the way. I know that I say it often, but I really am just so grateful for this community. I cannot wait to start hearing and reading your feedback and your reviews. So with that said, here's my conversation with Rochelle. Rochelle, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk about minimizing children's wardrobes. It's something that I haven't really gone that deep into. I've talked about capsule wardrobes for adults, but really never talked about children's wardrobes. So I'm excited to have you here today. I've given a brief overview of who you are, but I'll allow you to just go into a little bit more depth about who you are and what it is that you do.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, My name is Rochelle Crawford. I write over at AbundantLifeWithLess.com. I'm a nurse. I was a labor and delivery nurse for 11 years before I decided to stay home with my kids full-time and then just went back this last year to be a school nurse at my kids' school. So that's been a crazy fun experience. So that's me.
0: So do your kids ever play sick to come down and see you? That's kind of fun.
1: Oh, definitely. My office is next to the gym. So every time they're in the gym, they stop off to give me a hug. And I think I have like the loudest office in the entire school being by the girls locker room and the gym. So it's, it's, I get to hear everything though. So it's exciting,
0: but yeah, they definitely sneak on down for hugs. So what has your story looked like involving minimalism? Would you say that you have always been a minimalist or when did your pursuit of minimalism start? Sure. No, definitely
1: not always a minimalist. Actually, I think the exact opposite of that for my entire life. Um, when I went minimalist, it was four years ago. And I think I might've been like the most cluttered person that I knew at the time Mm -hmm. I was, um, I went to a church mom group and they were talking about healthy meal planning that day. And the woman speaking just kind of quickly talked about how they just moved across the country and how they, um, didn't have too much of a difficult time packing because they were minimalists. And I just totally didn't hear anything else. She said the whole time to me, it was like she had five kids and I only had three and I was just like, you can be a minimalist and a mom. And I, nothing has been the same since that meeting. I went home that day and just started decluttering my home. I think my husband thought I had lost it, but he came home that night and saw just piles of stuff everywhere. And he was like, okay, are you going to just go buy a bunch of stuff to replace this? Mm -hmm. And um, I was not, I was in it for good. And within about a month, he got on board, because he loved what was happening in our home too. And um, watching me not spend and buy new stuff, I think made a big difference for him. And so we've just been decluttering, we took about a full year to go through our entire home, uh, which I thought when it started that it would take like a couple months, but it definitely we had a lot of stuff. So since uh, since then, we've been living minimalist, and yeah, I'll I'll never go back. My home, it feels so much better than it did back then.
0: Yeah, I was actually just at a friend's house this morning, and she had just decluttered her toy room over the weekend, and we both realized how much better the boys were playing in the space. And I told her, I'm like, this is what I always talk about. I promise it really does work when you declutter your spaces. So that was just kind of fun to see. So I can definitely agree with the things that you're saying. Well, let's jump into our conversation. I guess, quite simply, where do we begin?
1: Sure. Well, let me explain like how I did clothes before minimalism.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: just piles of clothes, like bins and bins of clothes in the basement. The dressers were overflowing. The closets were overflowing. I really consider myself a pretty frugal person, and I would try and shop at garage sales and mom-to-mom sales. But I would always just buy. I mean, when you come across excellent used clothes that are in really like barely even use at all for a quarter, it's really hard to not buy like a billion of them. So yeah. I think I just kept buying and I try and buy seasons ahead and be just, yeah, you know, I was thought I was being really frugal, which I was, but I had no purpose behind it. It was just like a general like free for all, bringing in whatever we needed. And so when I went minimalist, I decluttered, I think probably within a couple of months, like 60% of all of our clothes was gone. Mm-hmm. And slowly over that year, we, we, Paired back further and further. The problem was though, after about a year, I, I'm still looking at our closets and they're, they're not overflowing and, they're, and I haven't started bringing more stuff in, but they still felt cluttered and disorganized. And here I am digging through a sea of leggings to try and find that one pink legging that matches that one shirt. And I realized that we needed to do something different. And I was super opposed to the idea of a capsule wardrobe right from the beginning. Because to me, it looked kind of picture perfect. Like if you Google kids capsule wardrobes, they all kind of look the same and Mm. it's muted tones and solid colors and there's no Disney princesses and Stormtroopers. And so to me it was like, well, we can't have capsule wardrobes and Disney princesses. And then I started to realize that maybe we could. And as I'm looking through my daughter's leggings and trying to find the one pink legging that matched the puppy shirt she was wearing, I realized, I think leggings were our problem. And so where I started, was I just ditched all the pants that weren't black leggings or jean leggings or jeans. Whether they're shorts or skirts, as long if they were black or jean, they got to stay and everything else I ditched, which from there opened up. Everything matches now so easily. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where I began. And in theory, if you think about it, you could probably have 150 outfits that match that and get ready and find what you need and find everything that goes together pretty easily. But After that, I started pairing back and pairing back. And I think it's really worked well for us. I can send my five-year-old upstairs and say, go find an outfit now. And I know she's going to come down like halfway decent. And she'll be in her favorite Milana shirt most likely. But yeah, we get ready so much faster and organizing it all is so much easier.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's just so much better when things match. And then the littles can just get themselves ready. And I feel like even for my three-year-old, just because the majority of his wardrobe matches, I'll be cooking breakfast. And I'm like, hey, just go in there and grab something. Mommy's cooking. And honestly, when he comes back out, he looks pretty good. So there really is just a big benefit in having more of the capsule-type wardrobe. That said, I do think that one of the areas I struggle in is having more of those characters on the shirts. And it's hard to balance what they love and what I love. And this is actually, it was going to be one of my next questions. So segue. I do want my kids to have a say into the things that they own. So my question for you was Do you involve your kids in the paring down process? I wanted to know how that worked for you.
1: I kind of view this as giving our family boundaries that I'm able to thrive with and they're able to thrive with because I feel like as they grow, I want them to develop good habits in, in how they accumulate going forward. So I'm not really concerned personally with whether I think Moana is in style or not, because as they get into the teenage years, I want them to kind of have looked back and, and been free to choose what they like, but know that we don't need to own a million things. It's kind of like choose your battle is kind of my approach to kids' clothing. What they fall in love with kind of changes in time. And so, yeah, they might look back and be like, why did I wear all that stuff? But, I mean, that's just part of their story. And, I mean, my daughter's into more sporty shirts now, especially the ones where you can, like, long-sleeve shirts where you can stick your thumb through the end. Like, she's obsessed with those. Um, She's not going to – my youngest daughter's not always going to love Milana. But I like that they're able to choose – their style within boundaries. So if we go to a garage sale or a mom to mom sale or a store and they come across stuff that doesn't really pair well with black or jean, I kind of steer them away from that. Well, this doesn't really go with what we have to wear. We don't just buy anything and everything that we love. These are the boundaries, but then I let them choose from there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 100%. Like I said, I do try to give them that freedom, too, because you're right, it is important. And that will ultimately help them dress themselves long term. I want them to have that sense of freedom and independence and individuality. Um, You said at one point at the beginning, prior to becoming a minimalist, that you stored your clothes in big boxes. But what does that look like for you now? And where do you store your children's clothes now?
1: So each of our kids have a dresser that fits all of their clothes. My basement used to house all the clothes I was storing for when they grew into the next season, like my daughter's hand-me-downs for my younger daughter. Um, and then it also contained all of my seasonal items, winter clothes in the summer and vice versa, and all my kids, my sons, like and how I bought a head for the next year. I would also put that stuff down there, which only led me to forget exactly what I had down there and then just buy new stuff or stumble upon it a year later when they'd outgrown it and be super bummed that I wasted all that money and space. Um, so now in the basement, that's some special keepsake baby stuff that I haven't parted with. And it's just one bin from all three of my kids with some, some of their special newborn stuff. But other than that, I store no clothes that we are actually going to use in the basement. Each of their dressers um, has all of their clothes in all seasons. So at, like, at the end of winter, I'll go through and get rid of anything that I'm sure like they're almost grown out of and I'm sure will not be worn by my younger daughter. Or, um, I don't have another boy, so I donate anything that I know he's not going to wear next year. And then the rest of this winter clothes will go in the bottom drawer. So each drawer contains the next season's clothes. Does that make sense? And then everything else fits in there. For my youngest daughter, I do save clothes from my older daughter. I don't um, just buy new stuff as she grows into that. But what I keep now, like for my son, I I think I saved like six bins from ages zero to five years old if we ever had another boy. Now I keep my middle daughter's nine and my youngest is five. So in between there, I have two half full bins. One is winter clothes and one is summer clothes. And so as the season approaches, I'll go through and see what what works and then donate what doesn't work.
0: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. The funny thing that my daughter will do, and I don't know if your kids do this, but her seasonal clothes are in her top drawer and I'm in Ohio, there's snow on the ground. And she came out the other day and had shorts on and she was just playing in her shorts. And I, I always tell her not to go in that drawer. I'm like, Oh, this is your summer clothes. But she continues to do that. So am I alone in my kids dressing themselves out of season?
1: Oh, no, absolutely. My younger daughter will come out in skirts and random things as well. And I try to remind her like, no, when I send you and it does seem like that's the one bin that she'll go yeah. to to yeah. get direct, like, okay, any of the other drawers, just not this stuff, but yeah, no, they do the same thing. I obviously, yeah, there's like two feet of snow on the ground here right now. So I don't care if they play around in the house. I yeah. yeah. When we yeah. leave, they have to put on warmer clothes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I get the question a lot in regards to adult clothes and it's, should we stick to a number when it comes to creating a capsule or even if you're not going to create and an actual capsule wardrobe? Is there a number that we should stick to? My answer is no. I don't think we need to be rigid, but also put a boundary on it. Don't own too much. So what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. I function much better with boundaries than numbers. Um, <laughs> I like to, for my kids' clothes, it's their dressers. If it can't all fit in their dresser, then, and we do have um, some dresses hanging up, but at the moment it starts to be Difficult to put things away to pick them up and put like we always talk about how if you can't Maintain what you own then you might own too much stuff and they see me um, living that way as well for myself I don't have a number. I when I first did the capsule wardrobe for myself. I um, did project three 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 You've probably heard of that by Courtney Carver and it really was kind of a kick in the pants to realize okay I'm pretty much only wearing 33 articles of clothing anyway and so I, I stick around there in any given season, it'll um, fluctuate between maybe 30 outfits to, or not outfits, but 30 articles of clothing to 50 maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, during the stay at home order, it was like three outfit or three pieces of clothing over and over for a few weeks. So I, I don't like to do numbers and it, and I think that's a really good tool for getting started, mm-hmm. but going forward. Yeah. I just keeping everything I think in your room and in your closet and in your dressers where you live in your daily life is um, a great boundary. You don't put stuff in the basement. If you need to store seasonal items downstairs to make it all fit, then I think you might have too much personally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think with adult clothing, I am regularly, I'm in joggers and a hoodie right now, and. I wear this hoodie and a couple others just regularly throughout the week. I still keep the clothes that I would say aren't necessarily for this season of life. But for my son, I was going through his stuff the other day. And again, he's three and he has all these dress up shirts that family members have purchased for him or they've been handed down from my sister. And I've never once put him really in any of that, even on Christmas, which is our more dressy holiday. He just wore a sweater. So I parted ways with those things, even though they're really cute. And I'm like, maybe, what if, like, maybe one day he'll use this? But I really had to get honest with myself and say, even though it's cute, he's not gonna wear this bow tie. He and so Benjamin's probably not either, because I'm not putting him in it. So I think that we have to if we are trying to whittle down and like look at what the boundary might be, get honest with yourself about what you actually put your kids in, even though those Instagram curated lovely clothes that you see look great, maybe that's not your lifestyle and what your kids are regularly in.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree.
0: So quickly, I want to just touch on baby clothes. We kind of already mentioned this just with how we hold hand-me-downs, but do you have any more boundaries that you use in regards to just donating or storing them?
1: Yeah. If I could go back to when I was having babies, I would store clothing totally differently. And I think the difference is there's a difference between storing chaos and storing a capsule. And if you really pare down your baby clothes and, and get real about what you're going to put your babies in, um, I think it helps let go of a lot. I remember when my I was first becoming a mom, my in-laws asked me, so are you ready? Do you think you have everything you need for your first baby? And I remember, I remember saying, I do. I just think I need to get A pair of jeans, newborn jeans. I have all the other jeans for like a year supply, but I don't have any newborn jeans. And after three kids, I know now nobody, I'm not the kind of person, not nobody, but I am not the kind of person who's going to put a newborn in jeans. Did I need jeans for my newborn? Absolutely not. So I think it's when you shift your mind and realize what you actually going to need and what you're going to put your children in, um, it helps to know what to save for future babies. Um. So, just if I if I could do it again, I would save a capsule and kind of go with that jean and black legging themed type wardrobe for each of my kids, and and keep only what was going to work for that. So, just give yourself boundaries and be really realistic.
0: So, I guess my last question to close our conversation is: How would you encourage others to start this process in their own home?
1: I would recommend starting with yourself. I think once I saw how how much of capsule wardrobe simplified my morning, I realized if I can implement this in my kids' closets, oh my goodness, we're going to like next level simplify our home. And it, it did exactly that. It simplified my laundry. It simplified getting ready. It um, equipped my children to be able to make decisions and understand clothing boundaries, which I was clearly not on the trajectory to do that. So I think if you start with yourself and learn to kind of live with fewer clothes and create your own little capsule, even if it's just an experiment for a couple weeks to see um, how it affects your life. It'll equip you to do this in your kids' closets as well.
0: Yeah. And I, again, I love that you said that you had to somewhat rethink what the definition of a capsule wardrobe was for your kids. And it does include the Moana shirts that we're not necessarily seeing on Pinterest. It's definitely fit towards our family and it's meant to help, not to hinder us. And so, yeah, I'm glad that you said that. So where can listeners find you if they want to connect and hear more from you on minimalism and just getting to know you better?
1: Yeah, I'm at AbundantLifeWithLess.com and Abundant Life With Less on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Perfect. Well, I'm going to end this with asking you the two questions that I ask every guest. and The first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now, aka what is your minimalist moment of the week?
1: Oh, goodness. What I'm simplifying right now, I would say is work. I just literally this morning turned in the final draft of my book that comes out in December. I know it's been a party morning. Um, so I kind of am moving away from just really focusing on that and kind of entering into a season where I'm going to, my theme is kind of like fun. I, it's from um, Annie F. Downs talks about it on her podcast a lot. That sounds like fun. I think that's what it's called. And yeah, chase the fun is like the theme. And so I'm just kind of moving into a season where I'm Simplifying in a way that I'm pursuing some projects that seem more fun than tedious, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can you share what the title is yet? Or are you not? Yeah. Okay. What? It's
1: called Messy Minimalism Realistic Strategies for the Rest of Us. And it's just uh, so it's kind of a story driven book that shares um, practical, doable strategies for implementing minimalism. And I talk about redefining minimalism and making it um, applied or work for your life. Cause I feel like early on in my journey, it kind of created a minimalism that I felt like I was serving rather than it was serving my life. So yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun here.
0: Well, it sounds like a great book and I really can't wait to read that. I love how you said you were making minimal. How did you phrase it? You said you were making minimalism,
1: creating a minimalism that serves you rather than you serving it. Is, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, my last question for you is what is something that you can't stop talking about?
1: I would have to say the Enneagram. Have you heard of the Enneagram?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I'm obsessed with it. Like in my friend conversations and even with my husband, like anytime we're talking, I feel like it always kind of goes towards the Enneagram. It's fascinating to me.
0: What number are you? I'm a six. Okay. Okay. How you? I'm an eight wing seven, okay. um, but my husband is a five wing six and my Cousin, who's my best friend, she's a six wing five. I'm used to having a lot of sixes in my life.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're very practical and consider all of the worst case scenarios possible. And yeah,
0: that's definitely her. She's very suspicious. When I saw that word, I was like, that defines Kelsey. So I can relate to that very much. So, <laughs> yeah. well, thank you so much for joining me today. I love this. This was very straightforward and simple. I think that it's very easily accessible for listeners. So I just appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. What did you think of the interview? When it comes to decluttering kids' clothing, we have to remember that it really is no different from decluttering our own clothing. We really do have to set limits on how many clothes we're willing to keep for our children. If not, it can get out of hand really quickly. Another thing I wanted to say was about storing clothing. I just wanted to remind you, just because you store it, it doesn't mean that you actually will use it when the time comes. And I like to think of it this way, if I'm keeping something, that means that someone else isn't able to get use out of it. That's why as hard as it was a few months back, I gave a lot of my baby boy clothes to my next door neighbor because there was certainty that she needed clothing at this point. When for me, I may or may not be having future children. So that doesn't mean that you have to give up your favorite clothing. That doesn't mean that you have to give up your favorite things. I like how Rochelle said to create a capsule, and that's what she would have done differently when she was storing her clothing, that she would have created more of a capsule wardrobe to have moving forward. What are your thoughts? I'd like to know. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.